This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. If you're a business leader needing to get away from the daily grind and receive fresh vision, make sure to visit them online, www.kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Rancho Mirage, California. We're so glad you've tuned in, whether you're listening to the Tampa Bay area, whether you're listening to the First Coast area, or whether you're listening to iHeartRadio across the world or streaming or listening to the podcast, however you catch the show today. Just know that we prayed for you, and we try, we're try. we bringing to you another resource that can transform the organization that you are connected to, and we're so excited about that. But before we get to our guest for the day, Martha, how can people be getting in touch with us. You know, Jim, I was thinking about our listener line, which is 866-713-9675. That's 866-713-WORK. And um, they, I believe our listeners today are going to be incredibly intrigued by what we have to talk about. And if they're driving and they don't get a chance to write down any websites or uh, make any notes, they can always reach out to us and leave a message and we can point them in the right direction. Um, because, of course, we want people to be safe on the road, or if they're out jogging, they're not going to be able to, you know, stop and write a note. Write it on your hand. Um, but we are so <laughs> thankful for our listeners, and so we have this listener line as an option for them. So 866-713-9675 is our listener line. Well, like we said, we're broadcasting this afternoon from Rancho Mirage, California. This broadcast made possible through a collaboration with FCCI and Convene. Check them out online, FCCI.org and ConveneNow.com. We're on location at the 2018 International Summit, a gathering of Christ followers who desire to live out their faith in their work while pursuing excellence. Today in the first half of the show of I Work For Him, we're talking with Larry Griffith. He's the CEO of Corporate Chaplains of America. You can find him online at chaplain, chaplains.org. Is it chaplain or chaplains? It's, it it's singular, chaplain. Chaplain.org. Chaplain. I couldn't read my writing, Larry. That's how terrible <laughs> that is. Larry Griffith, welcome back to I Work For Him. Well, it's wonderful to be here, Jim, Martha. Thank you so much for having me. So let's, we always ask this question of our guests, and, and for, I know it's not your first time on the show, but, we, you know, the first time we did it, you were still, you're almost like a rookie in your position. Now you've had a whole year under your belt. Why don't you just share how you've seen the Lord work miraculously in your job as CEO of Corporate Chaplains of America this last year? That's a great question, Jim. I, I have been so excited, number one, to meet so many full-time chaplains that just love God and love people. Mm. We think about the great commandment to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and our, and our neighbors, ourself. You know, Luke ten twenty seven. that's kind of the battle cry of our chaplains as they engage. And that's really their heart. That's kind of what they're called to do. So that really has created this platform where we can think about the future. We're seeing more than 2,000 people a year come to Christ. In fact, in the month of August, we had 267 people that came to Christ. Excellent. It was just a tremendous month. In fact, yesterday, just looking at yesterday's report, we had 13 people come to Christ yesterday. Mm. And so we celebrate every morning at the, at the support center. We pray over each, every, every name. We give thanks to God and every name counts. But whenever we have days where 13, 20, 30 people come to Christ in a single day, it's extra special. And the vision that God's given us is there's so much darkness in this post-Christian world you know, less than half of people are going to church even on a seldom basis anymore. So the lighthouse the church used to be for the gospel, the church is alive and well, and it'll be the bride of Christ until he returns. And when everything is consummated at the marriage supper of the Lamb. But in the meantime, that, that light is not sharing the gospel the way that it used to, particularly in the workplace. 
So we view our chaplains as domestic missionaries, not as a parachurch organization, but rather as an opportunity to go in and share the gospel as they build caring relationships with people. We don't even believe in that word parachurch. I think that that's just one of those nonsense words. Because we're all part of the church. Amen. <laughs> we, re- Amen. we reject the word parachurch because that's just made up for people that don't believe that the whole body of Christ is the church. That's right. Sorry, we'll step back off that soapbox, Martha, won't we? Good job. Larry, you have been at Corporate Chaplains of America now for a year. It's been a big transition year for you and your family. Talk about how you saw the Lord move you to becoming the CEO and what it took to get your family there and what were some of the struggles along the way? Well, as we were entertaining the interview process and uh, it became clear this was God's call in our life. Uh, I have four children and my oldest son, uh, just so well adjusted and uh, girlfriend, uh, a very close mm. best friend, and great loves his youth group and, and loves his school, uh, star of the soccer team. It was really difficult. Uh, the move was something he didn't take well at all. And, and our senior pastor at our church, he really worked through this with me and prayed through everything with me. And God gave him the word about Abraham and Isaac. And, and uh, really felt, he asked me the question, was I willing to follow God, even if it meant sacrificing my son that I love so much, obviously not literally as the Mount Moriah mm-hmm. moment. And, and that was really painful. And our relationship was somewhat estranged for a good period of time. But the way God does things and how he redeems things and how he restores the time that's lost. In fact, this Father's Day, uh, Daniel in the Father's Day card wrote that we're now closer than ever. Mm-hmm. He considers me a spiritual mentor. And I've really been able to chaplain him in a sense of going through a 40-day Bible study with him. And the, the best part is we got him wireless head, head, headphones for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he's like me, he can't sing a lick. But just to hear him sing and praise, worship to God. And now his favorite genre of music is is praise and worship. And he just loves to worship God all the time. So it's kind of cool that out of a real difficult time of months of, of challenge, how God has kind of birthed such a beautiful thing wow. in his life, and we're so thankful for that. Where's the Corporate Chaplains of America headquarters? The headquarters is actually outside of Raleigh in Wake Forest, a okay. uh, suburb of, of Raleigh, North Carolina. And where'd you guys move from? We moved from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so I'm a very proud member of Steeler Nation despite their difficult start to the season. I know they're playing the Bucks uh, soon here in uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's awesome. That is great. <laughs> Another free plug right here, and I work for him. Okay. All right, so talk to me about your just give it a little story a little background story at what point in your life did you realize that connection between your faith and your work i think i was born into a home where i saw my father as a uh, self-employed uh, independent kind of business owner uh, where all of his life was integrated so there was no mm, this was nice. a, this was what was secular and that was sacred and I think I really grew up seeing Romans 12, 1 and 2 lived out in my mm-hmm. father uh, that uh, really all of his life was his reasonable act of worship. And uh, even even seeing him lose work, uh, even seeing him uh, facing really difficult times, just never losing his faith. So I think through that, I saw that faith was vital for life, including work. You know, that's so powerful. And then if you relay that to now you as the parent over your kids Mm -hmm. and helping them make some of those same connections and helping them see your life as seamless, 
you know, that it's completely integrated. I know our prayer is that the generation will come that doesn't even have to have this conversation. Of course, your faith and your work are connected. Absolutely. Um, but we still live in a world that um, struggles with that big time. And so that's why um, we're excited to be able to highlight groups like corporate chaplains that have this amazing purpose in our world. And um, we can share that with our listeners. You can check out corporate chaplains online, chaplain.org, chaplain.org. Larry, why don't you just tell us what is corporate chaplains of America all about? Mm -hmm. We are all about serving the benefit gap. You know, the, the truth is there's so much invested in people's, their medical benefits, their, their vision and their dental. Mm -hmm. But we have a crisis on our hands in a post-Christian America where people are dealing with so much mental and spiritual dysfunction. And even the, in the best, the best culture, the best businesses, how do they really care for people in the midst of that gap? I like to think about it like this is the, what I call the 40-40-40. 40 million Americans suffer from substance abuse. Mm. 40 million Americans regularly visit pornographic websites. 40 million Americans uh, are facing... Uh, anxiety disorders, and all those numbers are increasing. Mm -hmm. And so that, those, those are just three examples of the dysfunction that's in the workplace, it's in the culture. And so your, your medical benefits, your health, your dental, what, what covers these things? So most companies will offer EAP plans with about a 3 to 5% utilization What's rate. What's EAP stand for? Employee assistance plan. Those Got would be it. larger companies. Okay. 3 to 5%, it would be a good typical uh, utilization rate. But if you subtract all the, when an employee fails your analysis... And they have to call in to save their job. You would see that it's really, it's, it's, it's that much, uh, it's just a minuscule utilization right. rate. So how do, you, how do you get people to care? And I, I really think that uh, there's a passage in John 3, and I think Eugene Peterson in the Message Bible captures this beautifully. And if you don't mind, I'd love to Go share ahead. this passage. So John 3, uh, 19 to 21, again from the Message Bible. This is the crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates God light and won't come near it. And the reason is fearing a painful exposure. Mm. Okay, Larry, what was that scripture verse again? It was uh, John three nineteen to 21 from the Message Bible. Okay. And, and, and I think the reason I shared that is that people are afraid of being exposed. You can see this, you know, from Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve uh, joined the cosmic rebellion and they sinned. They immediately looked for fig leaves. They hid. And I think ever since the human race has been hiding, and whether that's hiding behind our bank accounts or substance abuse or pornography, et cetera, et cetera, we're hiding behind something. Perhaps it's our titles. Uh, perhaps it's being a workaholic. And I think in that hiding, we're afraid of coming into the light because we're afraid of that painful exposure. And I think that was the key from that passage. But I, what I love when you, when you back up in that same chapter to John three seventeen that God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him could find life. And if we back all the way up into John chapter one, uh, I just love the fact that uh, in him, in Jesus, there's life. And that light was the light of all mankind. And that light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So I think in, in from a biblical view, that's really what corporate chaplains does. Our chaplains go in, they shine the light, they create a safe space so people would know that the light is not a condemning light, but rather it's a place where they can come in and they can find life, they can find forgiveness, 
and they can really find the restoration that they're seeking from all the dysfunction that they're facing. Well, well, let's talk about the logistics of that. What does it operationally really look like? Because I love what you just said, but we got a lot of business owners listening going, but I don't get it. How does it work? Well, that's a great question. So it would all start uh, with a rollout, just like you'd have open enrollment for employee benefit. In the same way you would explain, we're going to a new healthcare provider. Here's the new dental plan. Here's Corporate Chaplains of America. It's an employee benefit. And again, it's the benefit for the mind and for the spirit because people aren't, unfortunately, just their bodies or fortunately we're not. So with that in mind, uh, it starts with that. And then it's also is bathed every day. That chaplain by name prays for every employee that they serve every day. And that's how their day starts. And then the chaplain would come to the workplace and this could be uh, in a white collar setting in an office complex. It could be at a loading dock in a blue collar. It can be with a distributed workforce. It can, it can be in any form or fashion and they will make contact with each employee. Now, the beauty is that the employee is in complete control because we live in a very diverse world. Mm -hmm. And some folks are not interested in Christianity. They're not interested in Jesus. They're not interested in a chaplain, and that's fine. We respect them. And they just come in in a very unassuming way to build a caring relationship with that person. And uh, as they build those relationships over time, when crises hits the life of that employee, whether it be a parent with dementia uh, yeah. a spouse uh, that, that abandons them or comes down with cancer, a, a, a child that goes into prison. We're finding that more and more people have nowhere to turn. They don't have a local church body. They right. don't go to church mm-hmm. anymore, like we said earlier. Right. They may not even have good relations with their own parents or with their, their own relatives. And so they're isolated. And so they turn to the chaplain. And our chaplains are available 24-7, 365. They respond within 10 minutes to the crisis. And we see that the beauty kind of rising from from those ashes that people face in their life and just them have the ability to have restoration and peace and really see that God is for them and not against them. You know, um, you speak to the relationship side of it. And really, let's talk about that and how that gives that open door for the future crisis. Um, So tell us, like when your chaplains are trying to build those relationships, what does that look like? You know, I love uh, when you you look at the... um, the book of Acts, and you can see the Apostle Paul kind of being different things to different people at times, never compromising the gospel. And that's really what our chaplains do. They kind of really assess where people are. I think it starts with the fact that all of our chaplains, they're seminary trained, but they also have seven years of workplace experience. So not to say that uh, people that are in ministry full-time don't work. They certainly do. Oh, my. But they pe- sure do. But, but people that have punched a clock, that have had a supervisor, had a performance evaluation, and kind of lived in that world so they can really identify with those they're serving. And so that's so vital. And so I think as they go, they're, 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 they're looking into the eyes of people. They're trying to understand how they can connect. And maybe it is talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. Maybe it's talking about the weather. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's small talk with a purpose. And again, to build a relationship. And some people dive all in and and they're just thrilled there's a chaplain there and they immediately want to go deep. But most people, it takes time. And and the beauty of the whole thing is that, and what makes it completely legal, in 22 years we've been around, there's not been one lawsuit. In fact, we serve many law firms, is that it's all permission-based. In other words, the employees in control of what you talk about when and when you talk about it. And what we find is as they see that the chaplain is something where the chaplain has no agenda other than to love them and care for them, it opens the door, they warm up to that, and then particularly when those crises hit, that becomes a catalyst for conversation. 
So your chaplains have a pretty unique criteria. You say they ha- they're seminary, they have a seminary degree, and they've spent at least seven years in the workforce of some they have. sort. So, um, so how many chaplains do you guys have? So we have 200 chaplains, and it's really our vision that in the next five years, uh, we're going to have 600. Wow. Because we see there's just such a need. And, and again, just this, this, this 40, 40, 40 I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, just how it's just growing each and every year. Again, the beauty, John 1, 5, is that there is darkness, but darkness has never overcome the light. So we kind of view that as Jesus turned to his disciples and said, you are the light of the world, that's kind of what our chaplains are. So let's just talk about the impact of having a chaplain. You got any good stories? Give us one really great story that that paints a picture of what chaplaincy uh, looks like for you guys and and how it impacts a company. Yeah, I'd love to. So again, the the beauty is we're looking for for men and women that are called to be a chaplain. And so uh, the really cool thing is I think about these 200 chaplains is it's their heart to not necessarily fill pulpit and preach, even though they have done that in many cases or they could do that, but rather they want to build caring relationships with individuals one-on-one. So here's a, here's a true story that happened earlier this year where there was a chaplain called to the hospital. An employee they serve had been shot three times. Mm-hmm. When they show up there in the hospital, there's the employee and there's his wife and there's uh, the employee's girlfriend. And the employee the, had been the shot, wife and the girlfriend, and the girlfriend, and the employee had been shot three times by another girlfriend. Hmm. That's okay. a so complicated, tough somewhat complicated. And so it's a little of a you know Jerry Springer in the hospital is kind of what he's what he's walking into. So he 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 loves, he cares for that employee right where they are, and and meets them the same way that Jesus met the woman at the well, despite her dysfunction. You know that God loves us right in the mess that we're in. So he just loved him there, but it was it was somewhat of a draining experience, as you could imagine, nope. the, way, the way that hospital room yeah. would be. Yeah. And so he had a choice as he walked out of the hospital. Does he just go home and just say like, hey, boy, I'm, I'm kind of spent? Or, or does he fulfill his calling as a full-time chaplain? And he does, and he goes back, and, and he serves, and he sees a gentleman he's been building a relationship with over months. And he can just tell by his countenance there's something that's wrong. And as he goes to the man, he walks up and says, he used the name Joe. He says, so Joe, you know, tell, me, tell me what's going on. And Joe looks at him and says, my wife just left me. Mm-hmm. She packed everything up. She's gone. And, and so our chaplain just, just prays in the moment. And he says, well, you know, you know, he asked permission if he could pray with him. The man's desperate. And he says, absolutely, you can pray for me. So actually in that venue, he leads him to Christ. And not only does he lead him to Christ, then and there, kind of in a cubby hole right off the loading dock. Mm-hmm. But then he asks if he could reach out to his wife. And he does. And the chaplain does. And he begins to build a relationship with her. And he begins, begins to do marital counseling. And today they're back together as a couple, and they're both believers. Excellent. So that's really shining the light in the darkness. Mm. That's fantastic. So you were saying at the beginning of the show, you know, you have days where sometimes 13 people. Just yesterday. Get saved in a day. And that's how that's happening. They've built that relationship. Often we have to get to the end of our rope before we reach out to our Heavenly Father. And so... The amazing thing is that they have a chaplain in their life that they know they can trust, that they know that they can go to, and that ultimately has that opportunity in the moment to lead them to the answer. I love that. Larry, before we run out of time, talk about the ideal client for Corporate Chaplains of America. Find online at chaplain.org. Who's the perfect client? 
That's a great question. We serve companies as small as two dozen people, and we serve companies as large as 17,000. We serve publicly traded companies. We serve privately owned companies. We serve sole proprietors, and we serve S-corps. I, I think at the end of the day, the key is, is the owner or the executive team, do they care about people, mm-hmm. and do they want to make a difference, and do they really want to go into this gap of there's no benefits for people's minds and their mental state. And there's yeah. no there's no benefit for their hearts and their spirit. In fact, you know, most of vast majority of the companies we serve are strong evangelical Christians that love the Lord. But believe it or not, some are not. Right. And there's value based, and they want to care for their people, and they they see the growing amount of dysfunction, and they they just can't touch it. And they know the chaplain will, in a loving, completely legal, kind way, and lives are being changed, mm-hmm. and they get the benefit of a workforce that's fully restored. They see turnover drop, which is exciting. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Excellent. Larry Griffith, CEO with Corporate Chaplains of America. Thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you so much. You're listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.